Welcome to the Just Write Show, where you'll explore the world of the written word, from books to blogs, sales copy to screenplays, emails to essays, and everything in between. You'll discover the tips, tricks, and tactics the most successful writers in the world use every day. And now, here's your host, Travis Cody. Welcome to another episode of The Just Write Show. Today, joining me is Jennifer Locke. She's a ghostwriter and author coach who helps entrepreneurs and thought leaders uplevel their brands with a book. Jennifer has been writing fiction since 2011, and she brings this fiction writer's approach to her work with her clients. Jennifer has ghostwritten business books that have been published by both business presses and big five publishers. Whether writing fiction or nonfiction, Jennifer lives for stories, bringing stories to life, whether her own or her clients is her favorite work. And I'm very excited because she's also introduced a concept called Book in Six, which we'll get into. But Jennifer, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. I am so excited to talk to you today. One of the things I love to discuss is the journey where every author and every writer has their own journey. So for me personally, I, I was writing a little bit when I was a kid, but when it came to the, the concept of writing my own book, I was completely overwhelmed. It was scary. I didn't know if I would have enough words to say. So I actually thought about my own, my first book for nearly 10 years before I started working on it. Mm -hmm. And it took me two years to get it out. So in your process, were you just one of these natural guys that just jumped in and like, I'm going to write a book and did it? Or was there, what was your evolution? Sure. Yeah. I think I also wanted to start writing I, that's the only thing I ever wanted to be from the time I was a kid, um, but I didn't know how to articulate that or pursue it, you know, necessarily in college or beyond. I thought about getting my MFA, but I'm like, I don't know if that's would be <laughs> worth it. Um, around my mid twenties was the time where I was like, okay, I really want to do this. Um, well, I think and- this is one of those things where even if you were a kid, it's kind of like being an actor. You're just like, I want to be a writer when I grow up. And your parents are like, oh, that's great, but make sure that you become a doctor. So you can do the writing on the side, I think is how a lot of yeah. people get, because the, the concept is, is it's very difficult to be successful as a writer. All right. So mid twenties. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, I had country singer was also in the mix with oh, yeah? the writer and, um, and there are a few other things, but writing was always the one I came back to. Um, but yeah, then I did pers- decide that I wanted to pursue it in earnest. And I'm like, okay, other people are doing this. I, I can like look at a book and just figure it out. And essentially I did just, I mean, not to say that the book was any good, the first book (laughs) that I ever did on my own, but you know, I just looked, I read a whole lot. If you read a whole lot and pay attention to what you're reading, you have the building blocks for what you need to um, be successful at writing and hone your craft and really get good at it. And I loved what you said about how you had to, the story had to germinate within you for like 10 years um, before you actually sat down to write it. And then it came out in about two years, which sounds long, but compared to 10 years, it's, it's not that long. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. Just how these things take root and we like work with them over time. And, you know, you could um, have like the, the little seeds for a story that happened um, at one point and then you don't know what they're going to evolve into until the story is ready to be written. And then it can flow somewhat naturally with, um, with cajoling and all the necessary things that we do in order to turn an idea into a story. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's when I decided that I, I wanted to do it in earnest. 
Now, you said something I've not had anyone else say yet, but I think it's very important. And there's a lot of truth to this, which is what's the best way to become a better writer, which is to read a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, I have a friend of mine who's really, really successful marketer, and he does stuff with words to make money to sell mm-hmm. things that uh, a lot of people are like, how does he do it? He's, he's a younger guy and he just, he just has these way with words that compels people to want to buy the things that he's selling. And I was asking him about how he did that. And he said, when he was younger, he went out and he found the top sales letters that guys had written that he knew had sold millions and millions of dollars worth of books or products or that sort of thing. And he printed them out and he taped them on a wall. And in the, you know, he went in order and then he said he would just go stand in that room and he would read the letter and he would just stand there with a the notebook and be like, why, why is that paragraph first? What are they trying to do with that paragraph? Why is that headline that way? Why are they using his, and he's like, I just would do that for hours. And, I, and so he, he's, he was never trained as a copywriter. He never had any formal education on it. All he did was go and read successful work. And then try to figure out like what what why are these guys doing what they're doing? And I think mm-hmm. there's a lot to be said with that. I I think in my own experience working with authors, a lot of authors think, well, I'll just get that course and do and and then follow that formula. And if I just follow the formula, it'll be great. But there, there's a lot more behind it than that. Right. Yeah. It's a lot more. Um, so much is dependent on storytelling too. When you're talking about. Uh, a formula. I always say that the best books are built on stories. So it's really a matter of tapping into those first. And, um, you know, you can have your, you can have your structure, you can have all the points in your process that you want to hit and everything. But if it doesn't have the stories in there that show the transformation, it's not going to it's not going to resonate with the reader and they're not going it's to just going to be a movie out of hollywood is what's going to be there's nothing there <laughs> it's boring <laughs> um so so how do you go from fiction into becoming a ghost writer and a coach in the nonfiction world because most yeah. writers will they're you know stay in your lane they always say so most the once they usually they start one path that's where they kind of go and mm-hmm. it sounds like you are successfully managing to do both yeah, and for that, I would say stories is is the key there also. The way it happened, like chronologically, was somewhat serendipitous. I was um, a new mom trying to figure out ways to stay home with my twins. <laughs> because, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, childcare, traditional childcare was just not going to work for us. So I said, like, okay, I need to find something to do that's a high dollar per hour skill, a high value skill. Um, and so I just began freelance writing and pitching a different, a lot of different places, eventually connected with someone who wanted um, thought leadership articles, ghostwritten, and eventually that person wanted a book and said, okay, I, I'm sure it can't be too hard to transfer the skill, right? Like I know how to tell stories. I know how to pull out interesting You already had a book. Right. Yeah. I'd already written books. I'm like, I know how to write books. So sure, I'll, I'll give it a go. And so, and that's really... Um, how it began and just seeing that the skill was easily transferred and just how much I enjoyed the process too of getting to work with someone in such a um, close relationship where we're, you know, collaborating and sharing stories and I'm packaging it to make them sound they're like even better than their best. Um, And the long form nature of it really appealed to me also. Well, what's fascinating is the fact that you're bringing storytelling into nonfiction. Now I know it's important, but most people when they're getting into 
nonfiction books, they're not thinking about story. They're thinking about how do I tell my my experiences in a way that'll engage people, but they forget that there's storytelling behind that. So one of the things you've mentioned is that you, you've brought your fiction and your eye for story in fiction into your nonfiction. So let's say for that first book, what was a, a way that you took story and wove it into thought leadership articles? Um, well, mainly it's just, you know, the, the author already has all of them, you know, and it's like, can you tell me of a time where this experience happened? Now, can you give me some of the details of, you know, what, what did the room look like? What senses were you experiencing? How did you feel inside, you know, and just with a few little details and kind of the bare structure of what happened, you can weave that into a narrative that um, hooks the reader's attention and, and makes your book a whole lot more engaging. So author authors come and they, they have all, all of these, you know, they might have 30 years of, ex, of um, stories and experience or um, client stories um, that they are, that are just amazing and transformational. So it's just a matter of um, honing in on what the book needs and um, um, bringing out that story and making it pop. So when you take on a new client, let's say that I come to you and I say, all right, I, I know I, I want a book. I don't have the time to write it. I've, I've got the, the stories and the ideas. So I want to engage you. What is your process? Like, do you have, what, what, how do you go from scratch to a fully published book and, and keep it organized? And what's your sort of strategy for, for doing that? Yeah, well, first we want to be sure we're really clear on like, what are your goals for the book? Who are you speaking to? What are you hoping to attract? What are you hoping to accomplish? What are you hoping to establish yourself as with this book? And once we know that, are we really clear that that's who we're speaking to? What's our audience and what's our message? And then it's just a matter of, of seeing what they have. They might have an idea in their mind about what structure they would like it to be. And we can take that and work with it. Usually it needs tweaking and refining, um, but just taking what they've done and, and building upon that or, or scrapping it and, and starting over. Um, and yeah, and, and then we just create the outline together. And once we both sign off on it and say like, yes, this looks like it's going to accomplish what I want it to accomplish, then it's just a matter of writing the individual chapters and I make that a really collaborative process with the author where I you know I send chapter by chapter as we go through to make sure that we're happy with it and we do a lot of um, intensive interviews or not necessarily intensive they're they are, are fun but we, we do a lot of um, data data mining and storytelling in the beginning to make sure that we we have a good reservoir of information to pull from when it comes to actually writing the book so for you You've got this information and now it's time to sit down and write. Do you have any sort of rituals or routines that you follow to make sure that you're effective and I, I guess for lack of a better word in the flow so it's a little easier? Because authors I've spoken with before, when you, you talk to them, they, you know, they'll have four or five books of their own, but the concept of writing a book for someone else is almost overwhelming to them. We're like, man, I, I wouldn't even know how to do that. So how, what's your process? Again, I keep coming back to the word process. I don't want to keep using that word a lot, but I, I guess it's more of the strategy because writer's block is a, is a really big deal. And mm -hmm. when you've got a paying client, you, you don't have the luxury of having writer's mm -hmm. block. You just got to get the work done. 
Yeah, well, the, this having the outline is really, you know, we're never starting from zero. We always have that good support underneath us um, as the framework. And um, I guess I, it's called, I started doing this and I didn't know that it was the Pomodoro technique, but oh, I think that's what right. I do. Yeah, I typically I'll set my, uh, you know, I'll have like a word goal, say I want to get like 1500 words today or something like that. And I'll set my timer for 10 minutes and I'll like look at my outline and I'll set my timer for 10 minutes and start just like brainstorming about various places that I could start and just, just thoughts about the chapter. And then I'll typically set it for like 45 minutes and just try to write, you know, 500 or 750 words and then take a little break and, and come back. But um, I, I say like the only reason I ever write anything is because I, I have a timer going <laughs> and uh, I wish I had more be better like innate self-control, but I've, I'm pretty reliant on, on that process in order to just get the words done and um, keep myself from distracting, you know, all the shiny places on the internet that well um, not only that but you're doing this when you have twins <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i mean that, that in and of itself is uh, is is phenomenal in my my viewpoint i have two cats and half the time i get distracted oh, yeah. with my cats so i can't imagine how yeah. a couple yeah, little minions running cat. around in the other room yeah yeah <laughs> so one of the things yeah, like, i once heard is um there's a, a guy who was saying i'm gonna get it wrong i'm not even gonna say his name but he was talking about when sometimes for people that struggle to write that don't use timers, which is a brilliant idea because you've got the, it's almost like self-accountability. Mm -hmm. um, he would just sit down and he's like, man, I don't know what to write about. And so he would literally write, I don't know what to write about. And then he's like, mm -hmm. ah, blah, 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 blah. And then suddenly blah, blah, blah turns into stuff. And then before you know it, you're writing it and then you, uh -huh. you're going. So yeah, um, whatever, whatever gets you going i'm a big fan of morning pages too from the artist way i don't know if you've ever heard yeah of that first before, thing in the morning getting up a little early and yeah i'll do that often if i'm like i don't always do it but if i'm actively engaged in a in a novel or, or something that is requiring a lot of brain power i'll find myself like working out plot kinks in in the first thing you know it morning. starts out being like i don't know what to do I, well i could do this then i could do this and i just start posing different solutions to myself and that's a good um unstopper for the for the creativity as well so how many books did you have under your belt before the this whole concept of coaching came into the picture and was that because people started asking you or was that just sort of a natural evolution of what you were already doing um i probably had three or four at that time and um yeah and that's because people they said like i want to write a book i can't hire a ghostwriter but I have no clue what I'm doing. I, I do not know how to do this process. So I need somebody to help me and um, hold me accountable and make sure that I actually get it written. So you're like, sure, let me, let, let me, let me figure that out. I figured out how to write a book. Yeah. I can figure out a coaching program. Yeah. And it's, and you know, it's not too different. Like I work pretty collaboratively with them as well. Like mm -hmm. in terms of, we have usually like a one and a half hour session at the beginning where we're just, uh, I ask a lot of guiding questions so we can really arrive at what are your goals for this? What audience are you serving? What's your message? And um, getting the, getting their stories. That's mainly what I'm doing and just beginning to shape it into an outline. And then um, it's a collaborative process to, to, to finish the outline. And we have a timeline by which we want to get that done. And then it's a matter of, okay, like send me your chapters each week and I'll, I'll give you feedback and I, and I edit them and, Oh, and wow. we talk about, uh, yeah, we talk about next steps for, 
their publishing journey too and what's going to align so you're not a coach you're a collaborator yeah it's true yeah there's an <laughs> evolved really, form I, I of coaching I found it's really hard for me not to edit. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm the editor too. Like, cause that's just, I can't like, that's it. I'm hiring you to work with me on my next book. Dang it. I've been peace. I've been doing this all wrong. I've been hiring a coach and a collaborator and editors. I get you all in one package. This is amazing. So what is the, most people that will sit down, especially business owners and entrepreneurs when they want a book, and I hear it all the time when people come to me and ask for advice is how do I get into the big five? I get so excited because there's so many options to us nowadays with self-publishing. I forget that there's still, you know, there's still that Mount, the, the Himalaya, the top of the Himalayas, there's the big five, but you've written books that have been published by a big five. So what was that experience like uh, first and foremost? And then were you involved in creating the pitch and the package and everything that went out or was that already in place when you were um, brought on? There was a, a version already in place, but we collaborated and um, refined it and retooled it pretty much um, uh, pretty significantly. Um, and, you know, I would say that the, I cannot <laughs> uh, broker any deals or anything or, or promise. Right. No, I get that. I stardom. Yeah. But, you know, the, the important thing that I've seen is does it align is it a no-brainer for the publisher to see that this your brand fully supports this book? So you're not like um, a yoga teacher, you know, and everybody, everything on, on you online comes up with like yoga teacher, you know, and you want to write a book about your side gig, which is flipping houses. And like, you know, maybe you have some things related to that, but that's, that's not going to fly if you want to get published by a big five. It has to see how a uh, being um, pretty really strong alignment with your brand and um, you know all of the marketing work and the blurbs you have to secure ahead of time and showing how you're going to help this book make money for the publisher um, but yeah I would say that's probably the most important thing making sure that aligns with your brand and also stands out in a really clear way in the marketplace and you're showing how it how it stands out and adds to the conversation. So what are some of the ways that an author is able to do that? Because, because I hear that and say, oh, you need to stand out in the marketplace. But if I went into Barnes and Nobles and I'm standing in the, I don't know, let's say the real estate flipping section, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what, how, like, are there processes and, and tactics that you can use to hedge your, your bets in, in favor of that? Yeah, you can show, I mean, you want to show that you have a really um, good understanding of what books are in your niche. So um, what are the top titles in your, in your niche? What are the top, um, what if they, what do they offer? And then how is your book different? If you can spell that out really clearly, like this book offers this, my book offers expand, you know, my, my book differs because this group is, this book is speaking to this demographic, but I'm speaking to this one. What are the what are the top titles and how are you filling a gap in in the marketplace among the things that are already successful and are doing well? Mm, that makes sense. So this concept of audience. So let's say that you bring on a, somebody who has successfully. I, I'm just going to use this analogy because it's the one we, that, that came up, and we'll just stick with it. With flipping houses, you come to someone and he's like, oh, "I've made I don't know, ten million dollars flipping houses, and now I want to write a book." And you say, okay, so who is this book for? And he said, anyone who wants to make money with real estate. Mm -hmm. So how do you take that point and help them narrow that down into an audience that's actually going to be viable that you can target? 
Yeah. Well, and you know, how, what point are they and they're wanting to make money from real estate journey? Is this somebody who's just trying to think about flipping their first house? Is this somebody who's thinking about rental properties? You know, or, or do they want to invest in multifamily housing units? Um, the more specific you can be, the better. Not that you have to speak only to that particular demographic, but you know, the more specific that you can be, the more you can serve your audience and right. the more it's going to have, have a bigger impact. So yeah. So what if they come far- and like, no, 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 you don't understand. I want to do A to Z, somebody who doesn't know anything about real estate. And by the time they're done, they will flip to 10 houses. <laughs> <laughs> now is that too broad? Like, uh, yeah, I just got overwhelmed thinking about everything <laughs> that was even thinking about that. Book. All right. So see, this is Maybe good. Stress. So now what's, yeah. uh-huh. what's the tactic we have to put into play here now to get this narrowed down? Yeah, well, um, yeah, I, I, I guess it would just be what is your who, who are you most excited about serving for one thing? That's always like where I start. What a um, great who, question. And I don't think yeah. many people ask that question when they sit down to write a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really, I'm, I'm all about that. Like finding the joy, finding the excitement. If you're coming at it, if you're approaching it with like, oh, I should do this, you know, I should, this is the next step. I should do this. Then we gotta, we gotta back off. We gotta re-examine some things because that is not gonna, you know, I could do that for you as a ghostwriter, but if you're wanting to write it yourself, like you're going to, you're going to flame out and get too stressed out by the process and, and lose all the joy. So who, mm. who are you hoping to serve? Who are you most excited to serve? And what are you hoping to establish yourself as and attract more of to yourself? So do you have any stories of someone who came to you and they had an idea of what they thought the book would be, but in the process of it, you realized it should be something else. And so you pivoted and, and what was the outcome of that? Um, yeah, usually it's instances of like, this is speaking to everybody in this, you know, sphere, every like, I'll just say corporate person, you know, it's like, well, okay, who, who is it really speaking to? How can we narrow it? Is it, um, this is not for like the entry level, you know, it's not for the entry level person. So let's like get more specific and clear as we go. And and it's a matter of honing audience a lot of the times. That makes sense. All right. So Jennifer, who you talked about audiences and, and obviously the importance of that. So who's your ideal audience? Who's the perfect person that you would love to work with that you know that you could get the best results with for? Yeah, well, the first characteristic that my successful clients share are they are is that they are completely committed to writing a book. They are sold on the why of it. They know that they want it for themselves and that they want it for the people that they serve. They know how it can help them and help their brand and, and what it can do for them. And they they know the why, they just don't know the how. So they are ready to show up for the process whatever that looks like, whether I'm ghostwriting the book for them or whether we're doing it collaboratively via a coaching engagement. Um, I love to work with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, CEOs, people in the leadership and personal development space, people who are really sharing big ideas and who are motivated to change the world with those ideas. They just don't know the best way to package them and, um, for the, for the maximum impact of the people that they want to serve. That makes sense. Now, if I am not mistaken, in our earlier conversation, you have actually developed a tool specifically 
for people like that to help them kind of get out of their own way and make progress with that. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm so excited about this. So the tool is called Book in Six. And what it is, is it's for people who know they want to write a book, but they are overwhelmed by the process. And it shows them the entire book writing process at a glance. What it is essentially is me coaching them through the process of writing a book on the page. And it's a six month calendar with um, 26 weeks, 183 days of prompts, daily prompts that are meant to take authors all the way from you know blank page, not even sure what you're going to write about, to a finished manuscript of 50,000 words. And wow. there's all sorts of, yeah, there's all sorts of um, publishing and editing advice in there and storytelling advice. And what I really want to show, so each one is designed, each daily prompt is designed to take around 20 minutes. So I want to show what? people that yeah, because <laughs> people think they need just like months in a cabin in order to write a book. And I'm always saying like, you don't, you don't need that. You don't need as much time as you think you need. You need consistency over anything else. Mm. So if you show, you know, if you are committed to doing this, like this is what it looks like. This is how it would go for you to um, write your book in six months. Um, and there's also like trainings that go along with that. We are there's a training called master your mindset and it's how to, how to get out of your own way and to write your book. There's a whole training about naming your book, which is really important and tricky to do. So I thought it would be useful to include a training. So about do you have that. some tricks in there from that you've learned from big five. Yeah, I have some, you know, I have some fictional examples of like, this is a bad book title. And if we changed <laughs> it up to a good book title, this is what it would look like and some helpful things to remember. And since we talked about how important storytelling is, um, I included a um, PDF that is called 50 Prompts to Get You Writing Now. Oh, and wow. it's just 50 prompts that they can go through and see like what sparks, what, what, um, what. And this is in addition to the 183 prompts that you've already got in there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so there's quite a lot of resources for people who want to want to write but they don't know where to start um it's i'm i'm super excited about it i think it's a, a really valuable resource um and they can check it out in so where, um, is that on your jennifer Lockwright's website yeah it, well it's it's not on there it's on um book in six b-o-o-k-i-n-s-i-x at jenniferlockwrights.com perfect well that's great so mm -hmm. Before you go, I'm going to ask you a little bit more about this because I, I love this. So, so my process, 10 years of thinking about it, two years to write it. And now you've got something going, no, no, you can do it in six months. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are going to feel like that that's uh, remarkable, but how did you develop that? Is this, did you reverse engineer your own process and realize, wait a minute, if I sit down on blank page and follow these process and these mm -hmm. steps, I can actually be done in about six months or did yeah, this come out of coaching with people yeah. or that's just, it's essentially what I did. I, I broke up my process for when I ghostwrite um, for people and when I coach them and, you know, I tell people it's not a program you have to follow. So if you, people say like, do I have to start right when I buy it and do my book in six, like right away? I'm like, no, no, it's a, it's a resource for you to see the whole process at a glance. So when you are ready to start, or when you feel like you're ready, you can, you can just start wherever, whenever you, whenever you feel like it. And 
and have a on the paper guide throughout the process. Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, who doesn't want a calendar? Um, and right, I, th yeah. I think you already <laughs> came up with the title of your next book there. You, you don't need more time. You need more consistency. Yeah, that's the book you have to write next because yeah. <laughs> that applies to everything, not just writing. I mean, people go, mm -hmm. oh, I, I don't have time to be more healthier. I, I don't have time. It's like, no, no, it's not about the time. It's about the consistency. So yeah, what's it worth to you? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. See, there's book number three. What's it worth to you? You're, yeah. just a, book, you're a book machine. <laughs> well, Jennifer, thank you so much for your time today. I've loved having you on the show. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Hey, it's Travis Cody. Thanks for listening to The Just Right Show, and I want to make sure you're plugged into everything we've got going on. Go to TravisCody.com forward slash show and join the email list so you can get notified when new episodes come out. Plus, you can find links to the transcripts of every episode we've done in the past. You can also grab a free copy of my best-selling books that share even more details on how you can up-level your own writing skills. Finally, if you enjoyed the show, I'd consider it a personal favor if you'll leave me a review on iTunes and Spotify. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.